And now, it's time for Florian. Hi. Welcome to Attitude of Altitude, Mindset of Happiness. My name is Floria, founder and CEO of Recognize Your Potential. Thank you so much for being here, for joining us. Whether you're seeing us on video or on audio only, you know we have a special guest today. My dear friend and neighbor, Bonnie Zinn. And I am so pleased to have you here. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And just so that you know, Bonnie has taken time from her day off and busy schedule to come in today. (laughs) So thank you to be tortured by me (laughs) and be put on the spot, literally and figuratively. (laughs) The reason um, Bonnie was invited here is that she has her own story through her own words and we thought it makes much more sense for you to hear her story the way she says it rather than through my words or my lens and Bonnie has really created the life that she is living now and she is an amazing person From the day one that we met, we have just connected so fantastically, and I love her very much. So I'm going to pass it over to Bonnie just to get introduced. Tell us how you want to get started. Tell us about your story of the last 20-some-odd years. Okay. Um, Well... I, I feel like I have uh, two different lives. I've led two different lives. And one almost seems like it was a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, I was down on myself. I felt very lonely. Uh, I had the, the idea in my head that I was brought up with as a child that you're going to get married and you're going to have children and that's going to be the life you're going to live. But it didn't work out that way. And I had a number of very not very nice relationships and I felt like I was just there Mm -hmm. I felt like I um, things were happening to to me and I felt sorry for myself a lot of the time I was very negative and I I felt that this knight in shining armor was going to come around the corner and rescue me and everything would be okay so I, uh, I was sitting, I remember the day mm-hmm. I was sitting at home, um, a single mother watching Oprah and feeling like I'm just here. I'm just here. I, I'm just one of those unfortunate people who just lives, goes through life and I'm really no, nobody. And, uh, I, uh, Oprah had a special guest, um, and she said there was the, the phrase that I remember was, "If you're waiting for someone to rescue you, 
you're going to be waiting forever. Mm-hmm. And something, a light bulb went off in my in my head, and I thought, oh my gosh, I could, I could make my own life. I could be happy. I could choose to be happy. I don't know how everything all lined up to be that to lead to that magical moment but I had a shift my my thinking just shift shifted uh, I became my own I, I started to treat myself the way I thought I should be treated uh-huh. and I went out and bought myself a vase I, I bought myself flowers I went out for brunch I started talking to myself in the mirror and telling myself you're beautiful you're smart you're funny, or or whatever I felt at my about myself at the time. What I knew about myself that mm-hmm. I thought I knew about myself, but maybe maybe it other people didn't know it or didn't see it. And I so I learned. I beca- I fell in love with myself. I became my own best friend. I became my own partner in life, and I just uh, shifted to. Um, to realize that I'm in the, I'm in control of my life. I'm in control of my destiny. Nobody has to do anything for me. It's it's all me. So hmm. very interesting. And um, you had no idea. You didn't know about affirmations per se. No. I you just yeah. went ahead and did it. I don't know. If I had heard, but didn't, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. I okay. Just, I just know that I started to tell myself. I started to think of myself as maybe not like another person, but but sort of like this This is who I spend 24 hours a day with, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to be, if I'm not going to have fun with that person, enjoy their company, or treat that person... Uh, with as much love and and respect as I I probably gave to other people, but not myself. Mm-hmm. So I started to I started to say self. Uh huh. <laughs> you know I I love you. You are good. You are yes. smart. You deserve. Yeah. You deserve the the very best. Mm-hmm. And um, I would have visions of how I wanted my life to be in in the future. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, at the time, I I wasn't working. I I was uh, on social assistance, and I, you know, I couldn't afford very much, and I had a little apartment, and uh, it it was clean, and I was doing okay, but I thought I was in a a situation or a okay. So let's break this into uh, pieces that we can actually talk about because that is a fabulous story, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. As I mean, I've heard this story a number of times and each time I hear it, I'm still saying, awesome job, good mm-hmm. for you that you believed in yourself. Yeah, I, I still... I, it still amazes me. I still, and it's still a journey. It's not like that one day the light bulb went off and my life became perfect. But the light bulb went off, and I started to also become grateful. 
grateful for what I had in that moment. Uh-huh. Grateful for my daughter. Grateful for my warm home. Um, the fact that I did have a, an education where I could be independent and I could start, you know, to look for work and, and find a meaningful job. And I also was kind of grateful that I was single because I could do whatever I wanted. Uh-huh. I had had and I had been in terrible relationships, and uh, maybe we'll talk about that another time. Okay, so uh, you have given so many pieces in there. So you started pr- practicing positive self-talk mm-hmm. and affirmations. Yes. yes. Did you stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself that? Yes, I stood in front of my bathroom mirror uh-huh. and talked to myself. Did you do it like once a week, once a day, several times a day? How often were you doing it? I think in the beginning I did it every day. Every day? Every day. And every time I felt that I needed it. Uh Uh-huh. And it it works. It works. It works. I I can't explain it. I I mean, but I I knew that I fell in love with myself. Mm -hmm. I told myself what I felt about myself. And I believed it because it was true. It was true. I knew. Of it. course, it is true. <laughs> so, it it just reinforced, I guess, maybe something that was deep down yes. that I needed to hear, yes. or that I I needed to use mm-hmm. to propel myself to do better for myself. Mm-hmm. Wow! So, you were practicing the positive mm-hmm. self talk and the gratefulness. Tell me about that a little bit more. Because you know I love gratitude. I know you love gratitude. (laughs) And I am so grateful (laughs) that you are here today. (laughs) Me too. I I often do share my story because I think it's so important. And I still talk to people who... um, Other people make them feel angry. Or other people make them feel sad. And I once... I wrote a quote down out of a book that my sister lent me, actually. And it said, no one can make you feel um, sad or angry or or upset mm-hmm. without you giving them the power to yes. do it. And um, the, it's important for me to tell my story because I, I just feel like it can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. I think maybe this you might have to be ready. Yes. I'm not sure why it happened to me. I, I I I can't even it's very difficult for me to explain the shift from the person that I was or the the mindset that I had. Okay. I guess because I probably was the person yes. that you know that I am. But the mindset switched from it just it, I call it a paradigm shift. Like yes, it I is a paradigm a, shift. I had a paradigm Absolutely. Shift. And I still I still think and feel that way. And I hardly recognize the person who used to think the other way. Uh-huh. I have compassion for that person. Yes. I don't, I don't regret. I don't. Good. That's another thing I, I wanted to relieve myself of, was uh-huh. regret. But the great. Why did you want to re- relieve yourself of the regret? <sighs> regret comes from shame. Uh-huh. And it, you can relive it over and over again yes. until you can beat yourself down. Mm-hmm. Living in the past doesn't solve anything. It no. doesn't move you forward. 
blaming people in your past doesn't move forward. Blaming situations in your past doesn't move you forward. Here and now, it, being in the moment is one of the most important lessons I've learned too. Yes. Oh, I have so much. I have so many uh, different ways that I've I've uh, learned how to be. Okay. So you practiced gratitude. Gratitude. I had to recognize what I had right <clears throat> now, what right in that moment. Mm -hmm. I may not have been in the in the situation, I guess, uh, that I wanted to be the, I, in an ideal situation. Um, so I had to recognize that there were things in my life that were were good mm -hmm. and that I I could be thankful for, and you know, having having a beautiful little child who was a joy mm. every day and she was so oh she was just so I still adore her I mean of course I do <laughs> I know I know and she is so, beautiful and she's uh, so sweet I was so grateful for her and I was so grateful for the fact that I I even through the uh, through the I guess the low income mm -hmm. uh, part of it I had a car I was lucky that I had a car. I was thankful that I had a car, and I had a home, mm -hmm. a warm, clean home, and I had food, and I had the ability to shop for nutritious food on a low budget and, you know, those kinds of things. So whatever was in my life, I had to recognize right then and there what, could, what I could be grateful for, mm -hmm. and that caused me to be happy in that, in that moment. In that moment. And when you're happy in that moment then you can give yourself more gifts and more... Yes. Um, the more gratitude I find you have, the the less you say, I'll be happy when this happens, or I'll be happy. I think you can be happy through your whole entire journey, even if you're making other things happen. Mm -hmm. If you're getting a better job, or if you're moving to a, a, a nicer apartment, or, or building a house, or whatever you can have gratitude all along the way and mm -hmm. still be happy all along the way. That's right. And I, I don't I don't really believe in not being happy until you've reached a goal. That's right. Yes. And it is crucial because uh, as we practice that appreciation, acknowledge where we are is has a lot of benefits. And then it's easier for us to get to the next stage yes and I always uh, think of you know sometimes little children who are playing and who want a particular toy and they're stumping their feet saying I want that toy and parents teachers daycare providers they always say, you know, we always tell those kids, we say, first be happy, first be nice. Mm -hmm. First be nice, you know, stop behaving like that. Mm -hmm. That's what we tell them. Be patient. That's right. We say, you know, just calm down, relax, appreciate where you are, and then we'll talk. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I think sometimes we forget that and it's easier for us to tell the kids but not mm -hmm. practicing it that's right so and then you recognize that 
letting go of regret was important. Yes. Because yes. you wanted to let go of the shame. Yes. And you're uh, saying, uh, uh, Renee, Renee Brown uh, comes to mind, who um, talks a lot about shame and guilt are paralyzing. They are. We just can't move forward then. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that paradigm shift and the shift in mindset more. Because as you know, I love. <laughs> Those are the areas that I'm so great, um, intrigued with and also the gra gratitude. So everything that uh, mm -hmm. I am passionate about, you're talking and you uh, are seeing it from your own experience. So. And I'm kind of passionate about it too because mm -hmm. it, it it's changed my it's changed my life. And so would you say you created the life that you have oh, now? I totally created the life I have now. Um, people will say you're lucky, or or uh, you know, I, I had told I told someone one time that I uh, I had. I don't envy anyone anymore. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, no wonder you have this and you have that and you have this. And I said, but no, it's because I I have this. I have the happiness that I have within. Uh -huh. And that happened a long time ago. It happened before I... Had all of this. Yes. I used to I used to want friends around me all the time. Uh -huh. And if they didn't show up or if they forgot about me, I would be devastated. I would, I would uh -huh. cry. And I would just feel so angry and um, I would be, I just would be desperate for company or for companionship. And uh, then I, of course, after I had the shift, I learned that, wow, you can be alone and not lonely at all. Yes. Or bored. Yes. And By the way, I have not given a script to Bonnie before to say <laughs> all these. These are, this is her own language, okay? This is my, this is what the life that I live. This is what I live. And it's a journey. Every, I don't get out of bed every day with flowers coming out of my ears and <laughs> birds tweet, tweeting. It's a journey. And it's, it's like any relationship takes work. And it takes, you know, it it just, it does become, I don't want to say easier because it just seems too simple of a word, but it does become, it does become more natural, more yes, natural. That's right. To recognize, oh my gosh, I'm feeling this way or I'm feeling mm -hmm. that way. I, I know I had a moment of jealousy years ago and this was after my shift. Mm -hmm. I had a moment of jealousy uh, over a, a guy <laughs> and a girl. Uh, was I was in a relationship, and I uh, I had confronted him about it, and he said, "I'm not even going to dignify it with an answer," and then he went off to bed, and then I sat and I was angry, and I had this sick feeling in the pit of my stomach, and then I went, "How can I get rid of this feeling? Uh -huh. What can I do to talk myself out of this feeling?" And I started thinking, well. He would never do anything. He wouldn't cheat on me, or he wouldn't leave me. And then I thought, but what if he did? I'd be okay. I would be okay. Uh -huh. And if he did, then it's, you know, it's not the right relationship for me anyway. Ah. So the jealousy just went away. 
Uh-huh. It just went completely away. And I don't remember ever having a jealous feeling since then. And because I know that if, uh, well, say if a partner did something with someone else or if, I don't know, I, any jealous situation, I, I'm i okay. I will yeah, be okay. That's right. So learning that or, or discovering that or telling myself that, reminding myself that. Uh-huh. Reminding yourself yes, of that. reminding myself. As reassuring yourself. Yes. So it sounds like you've also become very self-aware. Yes. And not self-aware in the way that I used to. Um, I, I would go to a party or go to school. Every single day when I would come home from school, I would go over every conversation. Did I say this right? Did I say this wrong? Did I say, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have, I don't do that anymore. So I'm you're not doing self-analysis, Ah, but good. you are self-aware. Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. Of the thoughts that you said, okay, I'm feeling jealous. Why am I feeling jealous? So that's mm -hmm. the self-awareness. You are um, aware of the emotion, and then you know that you can change it, and then you have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Self-analysis, uh, as they say, self-analysis uh, to self-paralysis. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard that. Because uh, some uh, there are the, some people who are continuously uh, critiquing themselves mm -hmm. and say, well, and critiquing always comes with this finger, <laughs> wagging finger. You shouldn't have said that. You should have said this. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have eaten this. You should be doing mm -hmm. that. And it is always critiquing. And a wagging finger, a lot of judgment mm -hmm. in there. Whereas self-awareness says, oh, I'm aware, this is what I'm feeling. Good. I'll have to remember that. I mean, that's a good point because I, obviously I, I'm not in the education of, I haven't been educated in what I've taught myself, I guess. <laughs> you have done more than that. You don't need to be educated. But, you just but sometimes have practiced it. Yeah, and so, but sometimes it's good to hear the, the more professional sort of uh, uh, title or words to describe uh -huh. what I felt that day or what yeah. I felt since then. So you felt empowered. Yes, yes. You oh, totally empowered. Tell me about that. Just the realization that I could be independent, uh -huh. that I could create the life that I wanted to live, that that whole realization was just uh, so empowering, mm -hmm. and and uh, and it just propelled me to uh, to apply for the job that I wanted. Uh huh. I, I remember being in a. I I did a little job finding uh, club program, which was yes. a group of people who helped me uh, write a resume and mm -hmm. did some mock interviews and things like that. And while we were there, this was back in the uh, late 90s, mm -hmm. I didn't have a computer. Yes. So they gave us time on the computer and uh, to look for jobs. And I saw a job and I said, I want that job. And even the uh, women in the program said, well, that's not what related to what you what your trade is or what uh, 
um, by the way, you know I'm in a non-traditional trade. So t- uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> I was going to ask okay. you, so we'll get to that. But tell okay. me about the empowerment <laughs> and the feeling. Yeah, I, just the feeling that I can do that, and I and with a little bit of effort, with with effort, you know, effort is not a bad thing. Effort doesn't mean that. Getting out of your comfort zone doesn't mean that it's the wrong thing for you to do. Okay. It. I mean, there are gut feelings. Uh-huh. Like you have. Yes. Negative gut feelings, like deep down, you just know that that's not the decision for you. That's not. Um, but there are things that cause discomfort, but you know that that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And just because you feel a little bit like, oh, that'll take some work or... I'll have to, you know, really work hard on my resume or or study a little bit or practice some interview skills. That doesn't mean that it's not right. It just means you have to put some work into it. Okay. And I know I used to stay comfortable all the time. Uh-huh. So get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Inevitably, you're going to have discomfort. Yes. And if you get comfortable with it, then you will... It's a breeze to... Yeah. Put, that's cope, right. To cope with it. Yeah. Or to, or if, you know, if a job changes, if they shuffle people around, or if um, if you uh, if you have a course that you take and um, you want to, uh, you have to get up and speak in front of people. <laughs> but those little discomforts will ultimately grow. You'll, you'll grow from them. Uh-huh. And, and, and then you'll come to a studio and do a whole a video <laughs> and an audio recording. And, t- and take over the show. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. Um, I, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm having so much fun. And I um, never get tired of these kinds of conversations. But it's really in my blood. That's who I am, that I love these conversations a lot. So I'm going to offer that we take a quick break and we'll come back for part two because there is a lot more for for us to discuss and uh, hear more about... uh, your jobs and non-traditional trade and everything else. Does that sound good? Sure. All right. Thank you so much. You're here with Bonnie Zinn, my special guest. Thank you so much for listening. And we will uh, see you uh, or get together again for part two. And I hope that you will tune in or watch us. Have a fabulous day please go to www.recognizeyourpotential.com for more information about Floria. Floria would love to hear from you.